0: I don't have to that. Good morning everyone to our service of worship this morning trying to get back to something of a normal schedule to those who are watching online we welcome you this morning
1: it has been exactly one year and
0: three months since we have had a uh, what i would term a normal schedule for sunday morning where we have both services uh going at the same time we get sunday school for some of the adults this morning and so we are on that track. Our call to worship is found printed in your voice. Yeah. Eternal God, you have called us to be members of one body in Christ. You to those who live in all times and Praise Bless you. To me. That with one heart and mind we may show the unity of your church, thereby
2: bringing honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Let us open our hymn books to number 48, and stand as we are able to sing. I sing the mighty praise of the mighty power of God. sinned against you, in our thoughts and word and deed, Lord, by what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive us, O oh Lord, for what we have been. Help us amend what we are. And direct what we shall be so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. We pray these things this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hear the good news. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. The hymn is 22, number 22. Good to see everyone this morning. Uh, As you're settling into your seats, let me uh, share with you some announcements today. Uh, We began uh, a soft open, if you will, for the adult Sunday school program, and two of our classes met this morning. Next week, all three will be meeting, and uh, information about that is there in uh, your bulletin this morning, and insert, and I call that to your attention. Uh, We're going to be surveying parents about uh, uh, their readiness if they are wanting to put their children into Sunday school, and that will be coming out this month of June. Now, a couple of other things, uh, information about our children's ministry. We are having children's church that occurs uh, right now uh, for the worship services, also a nursery for those three and under, and uh, uh, children can be checked into the children's church and nursery before worship each Sunday morning. Coming up on the 27th of this month, 27th of June. That's the last Sunday of the month. We're going to have a church picnic at 6 p.m. We're going to be cooking hot dogs. Uh, We're going to have a water slide and other things, uh, games and more. uh, That will take place at 6, a little later in the evening, because, you know, by the end of June, it might be warm. And um, probably so. Anyway, if you'll put that on your calendar, We do have a golf event coming up on the 19th, and if you'd like to play that, please contact Jeff Miller. So, uh, I call those things to your attention this Monday, this Sunday. Now, our first scripture reading this morning is found in the Gospel of Matthew, reading from the 25th chapter, uh, verses 14 through 30. You'll find that reading on page 702 in the Pew Bibles. Very famous passage among the parables in chapter 25. There are three, this is the middle parable. Jesus speaking to his disciples and to the crowd. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To the one who gave five talents of money, to another two talents, to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five, five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed." So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. And throw that worthless serpent outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word from the Gospel of Matthew. Well, this morning, as we go to God in prayer, several things I would like to share with you. Uh, After prayers for Paul, as well mother, as Shirley, who fell this week and broke her hip and is in surgery right now up in Jackson, she had just had major cancer surgery. So I ask your prayers for her and for Paul who has to deal with another major event in his mother's life. Uh, prayers from Sherry Byrd, Mike Robinson, Dr. Knox, Dolly Patterson, Joe Cooper. It's good to see Archie up here, but he and Pat had had a week and uh, ask your prayers for them. It was this time in uh, America 77 years ago that uh, General of the Army Dwight Eisenhower reported to the President of the United States that uh, Operation Overlord had been a success and that the Allies had established a beachhead on Normandy in France 77 years ago today. June 6th, 1944. Uh, It was not certain that that message would be able to be sent, but it was sent. And 77 years later, the repercussions of that successful landing of Allied forces in France still resonates throughout the world and throughout history. And we should remember, Thank God for such things to have occurred. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. O oh Lord, who can speak of this day without hearts made glad by your grace? You have seen us through the long and hard days of the pandemic, days of separation, days when fear clouded our judgment and suspicion of all things caused us sorrow. But now, O oh Lord, by your providential grace, you have brought us through the worst of it. And now we gather to worship and praise you as we did in days past. We rejoice. How marvelous. How wonderful. How amazing to come again and return to the house of the Lord to join with our families and friends, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to your glory. Let us rejoice. Again, let us rejoice in the Lord for his deliverance, for his amazing life. As we rejoice in you, O oh Lord, we give thanks for our return. We pray for others far and near from us this day, for those in rehab and nursing and retirement places. For those in hospitals, for those at home in our company, and among our friends and family, we pray and lift them up. Strengthen, O oh Lord, feeble minds and men broken bodies. Restore faith and increase our hope. We pray for the nations of the world where the pandemic still rages, where war still persists where hunger and famine are known where poverty and deprivation exist, where the gospel needs preaching and the words of life need to be heard and received we pray and give thanks on this anniversary of such a great battle so many years ago and how it saved europe perhaps the world that day from the totalitarianism of not eternity, we give you thanks and pray. And now, mighty God, hear our prayers this day, for they are glad prayers. And we make them all in the name of your Son, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. This morning. We're going to turn to the letter of Paul to the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 1. In the pastoral notes, you will see that this begins. Together with the overseers and the deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, Until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Again, may God bless the reading and hearing of his words. Now, one of the additions that we have restored to worship is a third hymn. Open your hymn books to hymn number 493, Stand If You Are Able. The old can revive us again. Number 490. Morning is entitled God at Work in Us. Now, it is very apparent as we are thinking about these things and as we are coming to grips with the reality that it is true that some things are actually returning to a semblance of normality. And it is actually something to have to wrestle with. Because we are just not used to it, as we have been in the past. We have been effectively changed a great deal, whether we know it or not. We are conscientious. We actually look to see if we're going into an establishment, a place of business, a restaurant. What does the sign say? Do we have to have a mask still to go in? Do we have to wear a mask to go out? to shop? Do we have to wear a mask? We're still in that. How close should I get to somebody? I shook hands with somebody. I hugged somebody. Can you do that? It is something for us to begin to readjust. We've gone to see people that we haven't seen in a while. We've gone to places And we have sang, and we have worshipped. We have gone out and had dinner and felt comfortable. Uh, I was talking to one of uh, uh, the young men in our presbytery. He is a uh, young preacher, minister. He's going to be preaching in the contemporary service for us later this month. He's preached for us before. and. When I was talking with him, he was telling me, Pastor Greg, he said, my family gathered together over Memorial Day weekend, and I cooked out on the grill, and we were having a good time and eating, and then after everybody left, Terrence said to me, and I didn't even think about the COVID one time. And that is something that everybody is getting used to, is trying to adjust their lives again to this idea that we can do things. And we don't have to perhaps worry so much about it. We can remember and we can go back and do the things that we have done, including the worship of God be together in fellowship and study. We can do these things and do them again in confidence. Now, this is where i kind of like to begin with this letter of Paul to the church of Philippi. Paul has been separated from him. Paul is in prison. Many think he's in prison in Caesarea. Others think he is the time that he was in prison first time in rome i tend to go with the roman idea that he's in prison there in rome but there is arguments both ways nonetheless he's in prison and because he is in prison he has been separated from those that he has brought the gospel to that he has helped establish or build churches throughout the provinces of the Roman world, and especially this church that he formed, that he started, the church at Philippi, started from nothing, and became one of the very strong churches in the first couple of centuries of Christianity, the church at Philippi. And so he writes there in verse three, these words. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You know, I want to say something. I thank God for all of for your perseverance through this time. Many of you have been able to come to worship. Many a time we sat here on Sundays, masked, separated, everything going so that we couldn't. We have an instrument that takes the particles per million here in the sanctuary. So when we know we're breathing too much, just like the Philippians were persevering, even though the apostle who brought them into existence was away, locked behind prison doors. He remembered. This time has been something of, not prison in the sense of its strictest sense, but certainly in home confinement, the most part. Unless you had some critical job and many of us did, but many of us who work are able to work from home and those of us who retired, we really got to be retired from home. But as Paul writes You know, one of the great things that I have come to learn is that over the course of these 15 months, as we have broadcast across the internet, that people would tune in, would watch from their homes, from wherever they might happen to be, and some would watch for a little bit. Some would watch all the way through. Some would wait until the sermon started. Some wanted to hear the announcements, whatever it might be. People still tune in on Wednesday night, and if they don't catch it live, they watch it. I know this because we're able to track the numbers and see. People wanted to remain connected somehow, and you have. And you have supported the work of the church, even in these difficult times. We will not be fully normal for a while yet, but we're getting closer, going back to being able to not only do the things we did before, but to find out what it is that God has been doing in us during this time and that is where Paul says to the church of Philippi In verse 6 he says being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus think about that think about the fact That God continued to work in us, even during these past 15 months. God was at work in us. Think about that in terms of your personal, individual lives, of your family life. Think about what that meant. Well, it meant this. That through that time, God helped you to endure. Some of you were sick. Some of you suffered loss of those that you loved. Some of you lost jobs. Some of you could not go and see others, including your family, for great. Many of you receive shots you never expected to get. God has been at work. And as God has been at work in us, it is a means in which he has helped us through this period by helping us to see each day, by giving us the hope That one day things will get better. And we are seeing that happen. We are seeing that taking place. Before our very eyes. And we are not complete. But we are. A work in progress. In the sight of God. In the presence in the things that he hopes to accomplish in each of us and in the greater church itself. Paul says in verse 7, it is right, he says, it is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And it is right that I feel this way about you and about our church here at Faith. For God continues, even in difficult times, he calls us to continue because of his grace in our lives. This is so important. God at work, God sustaining us by his grace. We now can testify about this. Think for a moment about all of those students, young boys in school and elementary school in middle school in high school and college <coughs> think about how they will tell about this time to perhaps one day their children and perhaps even later their grandchildren how they will tell, everybody wore masks and everybody had to keep their distance and we had to do things differently we couldn't go out to eat we went to school or we did school completely online they will have this as an imprint in their memories and in their lives and yet they will also remember these as all young people, they will remember these days as the old days. Do you remember when we were all together at home? Where we had to eat dinner with each other? Lunch too? Breakfast? Do you remember how mom or dad or both had to be teacher? Had to get us online, although we mostly show them how to do it. (laughs) For them, that will be a key memory, a life-shaping memory, an example of the grace of God getting them through this Verse 9. He says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ filled with righteousness, the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God my prayer that your love may abound more and more now if there is something that we can say that we have gained from this terrible ordeal we need to say I hope and I pray that we have learned to love love our families a little better, and to love other ones, even the strangers a little better. Because God has caused us to be patient, to be long-suffering, to go the extra mile, to take and be in care of others, even if it was from a distance. We should have learned to love. One of the things that the Apostle Paul instilled into the church at Philippi was a concern and an ability to love others. Others there in the city of Philippi to expand the church itself, but to demonstrate, unlike the Roman world, a real concern and care for other individuals, even if they were not believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that as God has been at work in us, that we have come to love and to be able to and spread as we go forward from this time. We have grown in knowledge. We know a lot more things about diseases and pandemics and being in isolation and good health practices and other things than we ever imagined. We've become online nurses and doctors, epidemiologists. We have educated ourselves in ways that we would have never thought of before. We have also turned and read the scriptures. Back earlier this year, during the Lenten season, so many in this congregation kept the Lenten practice, and they read through the entirety of the New Testament during the season of the Lent. It was quite remarkable, but people did. Why? Why do we always turn to the Bible? Why do we even go to the Bible? Jesus said it best, because it We have increased our knowledge and the ability to use computers, tablets, and smartphones, how to order groceries online, where to go to pick them up. I think that's so funny. Years and years ago when I worked for my grandfather at his general store, Garden Delivered groceries all the time. It was a common practice for us back then. And here it's like something new, something marvelous. We have learned how to wait patiently in our cars as we wait to go see the doctor inside. We have answered certain questions way too many times. We have had the great pleasure of having test that clean nostrils. Yes, we have grown in knowledge of things of the world, but we have also grown in knowledge of the things of God, will we prove that this time of the pandemic will we prove that we have actually grown in God's grace and God's providence to serve you? faithful to him to be truly the followers of his son Jesus Christ Paul always prayed this for the church in verse 11 he says filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God you know We are filled with righteousness because of Jesus. It is in Jesus Christ that we are made right with God. It is not of our own due. It is of Christ's due. And every place that we have failed, every place that we have sinned, every place that we have fallen short of the glory of God, Jesus, by his actions on the cross, has atoned and made us right with God, a righteousness that is not earned, but a righteousness which is poured out liberally by God upon all those who call upon the name of his Son. And certainly during this time we have called name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. And so we have within us this righteousness that comes from Jesus and is to God's glory and to God's praise. Now the question here now just satisfied that God has brought us through this time? Or, having been brought through this time, are we now closer to God and ready to do share the gospel, to live the faith, to help others in need, to do those things which promote the good news and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to those within the church, those in our community, those around the world. Are we ready for God to continue to be at work and us in a way now that is much different than before the pandemic or during the pandemic. It is now a time to begin to respond to God who that state of grace that comes when we live our lives fully to the lordship of his son Jesus Christ now we're going to be hearing so much from this letter to the Philippians we're just getting started What a great way to start. Remembering that God is at work in us. He will carry it to completion. That we are the men and that we will grow in love and grace and knowledge and all those things that will bring us. along the side of Jesus Christ in a deeper and more lasting way. Thanks be to God who has restored us and who is at work in us each and every day. Amen. Now this is on the back of the The offering place is still on the back table. We found this to be very effective. And uh, you are welcome to make an offering on the way out this morning. Thank you for all those who continue to do so through all the various methods that are available. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God. If we gave thanks. Once, it would be marvelous but we could give thanks a thousand times and it would not be enough to show our full appreciation for all that you do and have done for us through your son Jesus Christ and through these days and months to you, O God. We dedicate unto you the gift we make our lives. Accept these things we pray this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For the month of June, our affirmation of faith will be using the Nicene Creed. You will find it printed there on the back of the page.
2: As you are able, let us stand. We believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, Light of Light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father. By whom all things were made, for from us in the creation came down from heaven and he was incarnate by, by the Spirit Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and, and was made man, and was, man, and was crucified and also was for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he arose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven and, and sitteth, sitteth on the right hand, hand of God. And he, and he shall, shall come, come again with glory to judge both the, the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall come. have no wind, And we and believe in, in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver, giver of life, who proceedeth from the, from the Father, Father and the Father, Son, who with the Father and the Son together
0: is worshipped and, worship, and glorified, who is <laughs> so by the prophets, and we believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen, amen. and amen. And now my friends, go from this place this morning in peace. Hold strong to your faith. Have your eternal hope in Christ Jesus while showing his love to all May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all this day, and I do pray forevermore. Amen. Amen.